It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. I'm Joel Bartza, and Queen Freya, she doesn't just rule our castle, she rules our entire kingdom. She's been kind enough to let me be your host. On behalf of Steve's Real Food, thank you for joining The weather is changing for the better. Finally, we have longer, warmer days. Spring is here, and spring equals activities. Our dogs are the big beneficiaries of this because, well, at least this is true for those of us in the snowy parts of America, we can now go on longer walks. We can get the bikes out. Do you have one of those attachments to your bike so your dog can jog next to you? We do. Bimmy loves it. Although she sometimes forgets, what she decides to do affects the driver of the bike as well. So we are working on her decision making, especially those decisions to abruptly stop to smell interesting things. But it's getting better. Today's podcast is a shout out to spring activities and the impact they make on our dogs and cats. Let's start in the yard. We have walnut trees, black walnuts, and over a dozen of them. It's a difficult choice to fence in a yard with black walnut trees for Bimmy because they are dangerous to dogs. If she eats one, and she absolutely will if given the chance, I've caught her with several over the last year and have had to take them out of her mouth, she can get major gastrointestinal upset. It happened once already, and it was a scary night. Eventually, she vomited up pieces of the nut, and that's how we knew the cause of her illness. But one of the problems I have is, I know too much. I get a lot of information in this industry, and I know that if the husks of black walnuts sit on the ground after falling, and they get wet, they will mold. Moldy walnut husks become way more dangerous than just gastrointestinal upset. They become toxic. They can cause seizures and lots of other serious effects. So here we are at our house with tall, awesome-looking walnut trees, most over 70 feet tall, and a dog who can get very ill from them. So ever since Bimmy had her gastrointestinal night of no fun, as a family, We have had yard cleanup days, and they are frequent and they are thorough, picking up anything that resembles a walnut. And because I know all the hazards, I worry a lot and have days when I think to be perfect to her, we need to cut down about 10 of our over 70 foot tall walnut trees. So what else is going on in my yard and in your yard and our houses and our neighborhoods that can affect our four-legged team? Well, it's spring cleaning season. We have detergents, wood floor cleaners, fabric guards on carpet and couches. In addition to all of those cleaning supplies, we use diffusers to clean the air. You may choose not to use pesticides in your yard, but your neighbor might, and that can run off back into your yard. We wear shoes, but our dogs are touching the pavement. A lot of unnatural chemicals can build up on pavement. There's stuff everywhere that can be harmful for your cat and dog. But here's the good news. 
more and more companies are having pet-safe alternatives to their products or ditching their entire classic lineup for only pet-safe. Thank you for that. I would like to learn more. This is one area I'm hoping to gather more information. So please, listeners, if you have great recommendations for pet-safe household cleaners, please email me, J-O-E-L, joel at stevezerofood.com. Also, I have another question that will help a lot of people. What essential oils are the safest for cats? Diffusers are popular. Let's help people use them safely because cats are even more sensitive than dogs. I do have one recommendation for you, and this one's for your lawn. We use the brand Wonderside on our yard for mosquito prevention. They have a larger sized bottle that you can spray around the perimeter of your house. It does a great job. In fact, they also have a small topical version. It comes in a little spray bottle. We use it for long walks, and when I say we, I mean my whole family. It's great for people use too, especially like during fireworks and things like that where you're outside and you're sitting. We'll spray our arms, our clothes, everything. We spray Bimmy and ourselves. It's interesting because the mosquitoes and biting flies, they still circle, but they don't land as much. It also smells good, not like nasty bug spray. You can also make a homemade insect repellent by mixing essential oils you pick up at the local natural food co-op. They even sell little spray bottles. Just dilute with water. Eucalyptus, cedarwood, citronella. Those are popular ingredients to make your own insecticides. How many of you have a great pet-safe insect repellent? Do you mind sharing? How about this? Since a lot of people could use advice on what products are not only pet-safe, but actually work. I'm talking products for inside and outside the house. I will offer you for free a 16-ounce Steve's Carniforage. That is our goat milk-based detoxer. Milk thistle, cilantro, spirulina, all working hard to help detox and remove heavy metals from your dog or cat. Check out stevesrealfood.com for more information on Carna Forage. So if you email me, joel, J-O-E-L, at stevesrealfood.com with your pet safe product tips, any category qualifies inside or outside the home, I will reply with a voucher for one bottle of Carniforage. Many dogs and many cats will appreciate you. So this podcast is the start of our spring lineup. Coming up next week, we are going to discuss what to do about seasonal allergies and how we can help through food and different tips we can make for that. After that, part three, that's going to be thunderstorms fireworks we're getting into that season and how we can help with that anxiety that goes with that as well we'll have some special guests too thank you so much make sure today is awesome that wraps up another episode of it's raining cats and dogs and as a reminder please join us for a nutrition webinar Visit the Steve's Real Food Facebook page for details and registration.